thirdly was yesterday. And so everybody comes in, they, they fly in people from all over the country, from Minnesota, from Virginia, from California. And I'm realizing this is what a normal office was like four years ago. Mm -hmm. But it's so weird today. But the energy was great. On one side, I was like, you, you're invading my space. <laughs> On one side, it's like, <laughs> it's so great to see all these people on the other side. I totally agree with that. And it's actually funny how many people I talked to yesterday they were like, I've never seen the office so full. I'm like, really? I feel like three years ago, this was this is normal. Monday through Friday. Yes. <laughs> so it's not like this is totally like crazy. But I think the thing with it now is is you're so used to it not being like that, mm -hmm. that when all of a sudden people do come in, everyone's like, I haven't seen you in forever. So it becomes harder to, I guess, go about your normal tasks. You don't get any work done. Exactly. But that's the magic of, of this kind of day. Yeah. 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 And if there's one person you don't want to tell that you're not getting any work done, it's our guest today. <laughs> and we're going to start with introducing her by reading Two Truths and a Lie that she was nice enough to provide us with. Derek, if you've read these on your own yet, they're all pretty remarkable. They are remarkable. And yes, you did read them to me yesterday. And I thought, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to start us off? Yes. Truth or lie number one, I am a New Zealand citizen, a Kiwi. Uh, this one I think a lot of people will be interested in. I was on The Bachelor. And third, I am a descendant of Wyatt Earp. All right, so from, let's from find the out. OK Corral days. Is that who it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was the sheriff. Okay. Tombstone. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's have our, have our guests mm -hmm. introduce themselves, and then we'll try to guess which one of these is a lie. Good morning. I'm Allison Clark. And yeah, just new here to Marcus Thomas. This, I think, Yesterday or today is my four months. So new, and I'm the chief client officer. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Maybe the most new employee that we've had on the show yet. Without question. Yeah. Yes. So that's pretty yes. so we'll give you an interesting yeah. perspective that you'll have mm -hmm. there of somebody who's just kind of new to Marcus mm -hmm. Thomas. Love it. Derek, do you have a guess? So in my head, these go through a spectrum of feasibility. In, in my brain, the most likely is Wyatt Earp because descendant can mean a lot of different things. The second most likely is New Zealand, and the third most likely is The Bachelor. So I'm gonna go with was on The Bachelor. So that we can differ, I'm gonna say the New Zealand citizen is a lie, even though I do think you're probably correct here. So Allison- Allison's one that knows. Yeah. yeah. Do you wanna share with us <laughs> which is the lie here? The Bachelor is the lie, but the truth would be I was almost on The Bachelor. Okay, there is story there. There Excellent. is a story okay. there. Many, many years ago, so when this Bachelor franchise has been going on forever, um, I had a really good friend who, unbeknownst to me, nominated me. And I was at work, I was at DDB Chicago, and I got a phone call from the, a producer asking me to submit answers to questions and submit a video. And I thought, who the heck? Obviously, I had not. Mm -hmm. um, submitted for myself. So number of rounds of interviews, number of rounds of questions, and submitted a video at that point that was really hard to kind of put together, but did with some friends. And I had a blast, just didn't take it seriously. And I thought, 
I don't know if I really want to quit my job and go to LA and deal with all these crazy crying people. But I was in my 20s and thought, hey, what the heck? So did all this work and never heard from it. I thought, hey, fine, not a big deal. That season was Andrew Firestone. And he ended up getting engaged to someone from Chicago named Jen Chef, someone I would see out in the town. Well, five or six years later, I was on a uh, plane and I ran into a sorority sister. And she said, oh my gosh, I have to tell you something. I'm like, what? I'm like, I haven't seen you since college. It's been forever. She said, I was a producer on The Bachelor and we, I saw your submission and I'm like, okay, this is really weird. This is really <laughs> creepy. What are the chances? And she said, it was down to you and Jen to go from Chicago to the show and to the series. And I thought that's really weird and creepy, but kind of okay that I didn't get selected. <laughs> I don't know if I would have wanted that. So I think it's kind of just an interesting story. And I think it, I don't know, I think it was a little bit better than it is now. But anyway. Because you got so close though, did you ever think about auditioning again? Oh God, no. No? No. Uh, well, I take that back. They called me, they called me two or three years later. This time the producers came to Chicago and were meeting with people. And I thought, eh, I'll go meet with them. But it was, felt weird. I don't know. I feel like the show had gotten a little more creepy and a little more dramatic, a little more fakeish by then. Um, so I, I met with them because, you know, why not? But I wasn't actively worried about it or mm -hmm. trying to get on the show at all. Well, we could talk about The Bachelor all day. And I'm almost <laughs> thinking we should have another podcast where we do. Um, but tell us a little bit about uh, your role at Marcus Thomas and what brought you to Marcus Thomas. Yeah. So I am fortunate enough to help run the account management group. I've been in account management my entire career, and there's just a lot of great, amazing, talented folks um, like yourself on this in this group and this team. So I get to, I look at it as helping write the next chapter because there's already such a great book, such a great story, such great talent, amazing tenure of people that have chosen to stay at Marcus Thomas for a long time and work with our clients that have stayed with us for a really long time. So it's a lot of just looking out and looking for ways that I can help. I can bring my experience to, to help. And I think that was the biggest thing that I was really drawn to, not only the amazing people, the leadership team that I was able to meet during the interview process, but just I wasn't walking into a shit show of like come in and fix all the problems, but there's so many good things here, but just help us write the next chapter. Help us see what we're not seeing, bring my experience in from the outside. And um, yeah, I just think this agency is so amazing and wonderful and poised for growth that it's just an honor to, to be here. Not wanting to make you feel anxious or put pressure, but Mark Bachman, amazing, thirty plus years, yes. you know, founding partner, and oh, here's Allison to fill his shoes. It's you're part of this transition that we're seeing happening that not everybody's a hundred percent comfortable with because sure. the people that we've known forever are no longer at the helm. New people are there. How pressured do you feel being the new kid here? Yeah, in that role. Well, I have to give him all the credit. He has been nothing but extremely generous and extremely kind and really thoughtful about making introductions and setting the tone and in the stage as much as he possibly can. Oh, and trust me, I know what giant shoes I'm attempting to fill. Um, so I fully know that and appreciate that. But no, he's been nothing but kind and generous to make me feel um, as comfortable as I think as I possibly can with with that mm -hmm. and with his legacy that he has established and has done so much for this agency. I think we have such 
trust in Mark and Jim and the and the I call it the prior leadership that he wouldn't have picked you if you weren't a good choice. So Thank I, you. I don't want to give you pressure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Absolutely trust him. You've got a lot of big agency experience across the country in major markets. Why Cleveland of all these places? You know, you've been in Chicago, you're in Minneapolis now where mm-hmm. you live, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. East Coast, West Coast. Here you are in the Midwest, <laughs> plunked in the little Cleveland. You know, it comes down to, I've, I've worked at the big shops, you know, really big, famous shops that are just have wonderful people, but there's also some wonderful egos that go with it. And to me, it was about the opportunity. And it was about the people here with earnest goals and earnest direction for what this agency could be. You know, I've worked at the shops that were going to Cannes and, you know, winning the Lions and winning the Effies and doing, and it was great and it was wonderful, but it was like we were peak and like what more is peak whereas I feel like the relative unawareness um, or non-awareness of Marcus Thomas across the nation like in in Ohio huge everyone knows huge famous respected statured agency but I think there's a huge opportunity outside of Ohio to have more of a national presence that we already do but have even more and I'm hoping to use my experience and just a different background to help with that next chapter so it was to me about great people great leadership with a great opportunity for the company where I felt like I could see where I could fit in and be an addition to the team versus another agency where it's like we just want you to come in and don't do anything just sit here just pull the same levers but be a different person that's to me, the definition of failure and something that I would never want to walk into, whereas Mark is being great and kind and gracious to say, yeah, I think there's more things we can do. I think there's more opportunities. So I bounce ideas off him and I bounce ideas off the leadership team. And I want to really make sure I'm understanding the DNA that exists here. And I just get to add and build to it versus do anything to blow it up. But every idea I've had, even small or large, I've been met with, yeah, oh, that makes sense. Let's talk about that. Let's, I'm really interested in hearing more about that. So I wanted to come into a culture where I could be additive. I really believe in servant-style leadership. It's not about me. It's not about my ego. It's not about me getting press. It's about how can I help the amazing talent that's here and you know, take away barriers or provide coaching or you know, whatever's needed that I can do to help. Are there any specific areas that you've seen that you're really excited about this or any areas that you see that could use some growth? Areas I'm excited about. I don't think the agency in total gets enough credit for the talent that exists here. I mean, I, I've worked at other agencies where they have a lot of disciplines in-house, but I they kind of scratch the surface versus being real experts in what they do. Whereas I think Marcus Thomas has amazing experts. And I think there's so much more that we can do with more awareness and understanding about the the talent that exists within these walls. So I think that's, to me, a big opportunity and things that I'm excited about. Um, you know, we were talking earlier as far as opportunity, I think, I mean, COVID blew up everything for everyone. You know, and what I think we're thinking about as an agency here is not unique in the fact that we people have just retreated to their homes. They've retreated to, you know, I I know I know when I love this client, I'm going to um, just kind of stay in the swim lane and get done what I need to done and I'll do it well. 
which we do, and we've got the business results to show and prove it. But what I see is, but what else can we add to that? What else can we define and choose for our agency? So I'm looking forward to say, what are the gaps that we can fill? How do we blow up some of these swim lanes? How do we get more cross-departmental collaboration and cross-departmental thinking on big business problems? i got some ideas to stir things up just a little bit. Not a lot, just a little bit. It can be gentle. A gentle explosion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're excited to see what those things are. Thank you. Yeah. And in terms of showcasing talent, I, I think that's a great idea too. And I think, um, Derek, you had an idea one time about doing like a like a sit-down show or something where we talk to people and yeah. they tell us and what talk they to do. People and, and the, <laughs> yeah. so we should get that off the ground. That would be a good idea too. So living in Minneapolis still now, are there any challenges with doing this job remotely? Not yet. Okay. I'm not naive enough to say, oh, it's going to be amazing and perfect. But before I committed, I made sure that Delta flew direct from Minneapolis to Cleveland. That's a huge part of it. I know that I can, it's an hour and a half flight. You throw an hour with the time zone change, but it's it's not prohibitive to jump on a plane. And luckily, leadership has they're open to how and when I get here. And so my every other week cadence so far seems to be working. And I love it. Um, Mark was actually joking. And he said, do you want to sit in my office, which is a little bit further away from kind of a, a main corridor? And I said, no, I like kind of being a little bit of a fishbowl location because when I'm here, I want to see people. And when I'm here, I want to spend time with people because I can go retreat in Minnesota and be heads down and get some things done on my laptop. So I always feel filled up by the people and spending time and the energy. We were just talking last night how we want to do more account service outings yeah. too. Have you gotten to know the Cleveland area at all? And do you have any recommendations? I know enough. I'm, I'm curious about the Cleveland area, everywhere I've gone to and have been introduced to. I've loved it. It's been great. It's been lovely. Such a great, great city. But no, I 100% need help. So any, if, please, please, everyone that can listen to this on our team, I'm open to ideas, open to suggestions. I love getting together out of the office. Whatever it is, I'm open. I'm open. I'd That's culture. That's connection. That's getting to know people outside of just their role and function within the agency. We obviously know you so well within the office right now, but what are there any passions you have outside of work that you can share? Well, spending time with family. Yeah. I mean, I know that kind of goes without saying here in the Midwest because people are so family oriented, but that's huge, huge on my list. But outside of that, I think travel is, is big. I've was trying to recount some bunch of trips that I took this year. Um, one amazing one was to Ireland with a bunch of girlfriends. We just had way too much fun. And because I am a New Zealand citizen, that is truth, um, I was born there. And so my dad and I are trying to figure out how and when we get back to do a trip. My mom's like, ah, I'm not interested. Or <laughs> you two just go. So getting that on, on the docket is a high priority as well. So travel. And then other than that, um, I love interior design. It's just side hustle, side passion. My Instagram is filled with nothing but interior design ideas and blogs and furniture. I'm constantly redoing a room in my house with something. Derek, you're a big travel person as I well. I do enjoy to travel. Have yes. been to all seven continents? Not yet. But six. Oceania is the one I have not. I have not been to Australia and New Zealand. Awesome. It's on my list. Yeah. I'll go with you. Perfect. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah. I'm in. How long were you in New Zealand, and where did you go from there? From what I've been told, um, I was born in Hamilton, New Zealand, which is on the North Island. And so, yeah, my dad was there for a work contract with a bunch of other families from Minneapolis. 
They were there for about a year, nine months to a year, and then did a bunch of traveling all through Asia and Europe. Um, there's stories where my mom fell asleep and then she looked over and I w- my dad was fell asleep and I wasn't there, but my dad had given me to some people on the back of the train and my mom woke up and was like, what the heck? Like, oh my God. I think the two of them had a lot of fun adventures with me as a, as a kid. And favorite place that you've traveled to? Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> Gosh. South Africa was amazing. Spent some time in Cape Town and wine country. Absolutely amazing. Loved it. Traveled to Prague many, many years ago, actually, when I was in college. So it was very freshly non-communist. Um, so you really felt some of that old presence. That was just wonderful. London, I studied abroad in London. So London will always be one of my favorite cities on the entire planet. I just go there and I feel feel at home uh, through my Clark ancestry on that side. And another place, just last but not least, in Ireland, when I went with some friends this year, one of our friends is is Irish and lives in Dublin, and she took us to Adair Manor. Oh my god. So it's a five-star resort that's in a castle, and there's a golf course around it. I just figured it was a, a beautiful hotel that just happened to have maybe like a par three. So I asked Maeve, um, my Irish friend, I'm like, oh, you know, there's just, just a couple cute little golf course. And she goes, uh, no, they're hosting the Ryder Cup here in 2027. I was like, oh, silly little me. Yes, it, this is a very legit, very beautiful, very well-known and famous golf course. And we, of course, we went in and had dinner and saw a bunch of famous people that had played that day. So absolutely stunning. That sounds very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. To circle back to work a little bit, because I guess we have to talk about work on this podcast too. A little bit. When we're bringing on or onboarding or actually hiring a new account service person, what sort of qualities are you looking for? I always think that I can teach you how to get stuff done, how to move stuff through the system. But what I can't teach is passion. What I can't teach is curiosity. What I can't teach is, you know, a desire to create great creative work. Any of our outputs that we make here are creative by nature and expression. So it's that innate desire, passion to do more, curiosity to get to know the client, to get to know the agency, um, to ask the question, what if and how about. That's the passion. That's what I'm looking for because that's what I can't teach. And me, myself, being in account service, I just wanted to quickly point out how um, passionate and curious <laughs> um, I am about things and, and billable and, and all, all those good things. And what if, you know? What, what if? Yeah. Well, you're already doing it. You're living it. You're creating a podcast. This is a huge what if and how might we and you're making it happen. And 100% driven by curiosity. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. When I first started at Marcus Thomas about seven years ago, a great piece of advice I got for working in account service was that managing the people is just as important as managing the projects yes. and learning how each thing, each each person is different, just like every project is different. When you first started, was there any great advice given to you that you can share? Stay away from Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> they were, and they were kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mark was so full of great, kind advice. And the rest of the, the leadership team, too, was so generous. And Nancy specifically, too. I guess it was maybe not advice specifically, but more of a culmination of conversations to really recognize and 
be mindful of the Marcus Thomas history, the success of this company, the success we celebrated Jim Nash last night, um, everything he grew and accomplished, everything Mark grew and accomplished, and you know the other predecessors have done. So just being very thoughtful and careful about respecting the history, but still keeping a very Midwest sensibility as a tone that comes into it. Um, I've been joking with some folks lately of, I think we can get a little more, I'll pick on Minnesota, a little little more Chicago nice and maybe a little less Minnesota nice. We can still be our Midwestern selves and things that are true, but make sure that, you know, we're okay to speak up. We're okay to ask questions. We're okay to kind of push beyond maybe what's expected within that. But all that to say, advice has been partly intuitive, but mostly confirmed by the leadership of just respect what's been happening and has happened just to confirm how important that is. I thought what was great about yesterday, too, you mentioned honoring Jim Nash um, when Jamie Vinorsky was speaking, and he said they originally said, coming out of Youngstown, you can never be known in the Cleveland market. Yeah. Then you'll never be known you know, statewide. And now it's never be known on a national stage. Now we're in the process of making that happen. Could you share at all any steps you think need to be taken to continue to be known on a national stage? I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. You know, press is one way to do it. You know, getting articles about our leadership in the market, seeing the Marcus Thomas name. I think it's courting the right clients that want to do great work, that want to do something different that we can be attached and be proud of creating new work in the world that's really going to make a difference and make an impact. Um, I think that's a very natural and organic way to do that. I think it's creating additional connections with additional clients by going to conferences and spending time with people no matter what we do. I think making sure that we stay true to our core values is also really, really important. To do it right, it's slow and steady building, and I think we've got a lot of the building blocks in motion. I totally agree. Yeah. So you guys asked me about what advice. I asked that of both of you and Mikey too, because I'm still new, I'm still learning, and I still want to ask more questions um, and listen more than I speak. What advice do you have for me in my role and for the next chapter of Marcus Thomas? I'd also like to point out that fun little Dr. Seuss rhyme you did of me and you and Mikey too, because I'm new. (laughs) That should be in a book, but that is a good question. That could be my headline. (laughs) Yeah. When I approached you for this, you were sitting in your office over there, and I think really it's about being visible. Because you're remote, people don't see you, people don't know you. That's part of the reason that we asked you to be on here. So visibility. Love it. Um, You are so approachable. People know that, and you're here, your door is open. The more you can make that known, I think the better. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, you seem very approachable, and I think that's a great thing in that puts a lot of people at ease. And I think you were that way as soon as you came in, trying to jump into different circles and talk to people and saying, come to my office, my door is open. So that's extremely helpful. And I think that people appreciate that. You were an instant fit Mm. into the culture. Oh, it's so nice. Thank you. Um, It's like, how long has she been here? Oh, it's only been four months. (laughs) Yeah, right. That can't be true. (laughs) Yeah. She's got to have been here for at least three years, you know? Yeah. Um, That's such an honor. Compliment. Thank you. And I can just point out being in the account service team, I know in those meetings, one switch we've noticed so far is you've kind of made them more conversational, mm-hmm. which I think is actually really nice. We, we sit down and it's not necessarily that you're being presented to. It's, hey, let's talk about clients. Let's talk about challenges. Let's talk about things we're facing. And what's interesting is we find a lot that even though we're different clients, we can relate to the same yes. type of struggles Yes, and we can help each other. Yes, And I always felt like there should be more of that because I feel like if you, if you work in one side of things, you're not talking to the other side at all. And now it's nice that 
that's all kind of coming together and we're having open dialogue about it. So that's been great so far. Good. Mm -hmm. I really believe in that because there's often, yeah, such similar struggles. And so that means there's probably a lot of other solutions that other people have already thought of or that you can apply to whatever situation you've got going on or just a little bit of commiseration to understand that everyone's working really hard. Everyone's got a lot on their plate. Everyone's, you know, trying to do the best that they can. And just to be a little more seen is just a core human nature, fundamental thing. So if I if I could do anything, it's just pr- to provide that connection and just to have everyone really feel feel seen and valued on our team and the agency in general, of course, too. But I get the lucky honor of looking at the account management team a little little closer. Sounds good. We look forward to continue to work for you, work with you and for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. For, for many, many years. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank thanks you. a lot, Allison. Today's show was hosted by Jesse DeFranco and me, Derek Oyen. It was recorded and mixed by the man to my right, Mikey Nichols. Our theme was composed and recorded by David Beamer. Thanks, David. Ask a Better Question is produced in and by Marcus Thomas. The opinions on this show are not those of Marcus Thomas. You can take that up with Jesse and me. <laughs>